0: It's a new era for DC and I've got my thoughts on the big announcements right now. Hello everybody, I'm Dan Merle here with a wrap-up of really a week of big news when it comes to the future of the DC Universe, at least on film and on television. But in the wake of a huge announcement yesterday, there's been a search ongoing for quite some time, really since Warner Brothers became Warner Brothers Discovery, for a person to head the DC Universe that is similar, and this is not me describing it, it's kind of the way they described it, in a similar manner to the way that Kevin Feige has done with Marvel. Well, that search ended yesterday and it turned Turns out that it's not one person, but two people who will be charting the course ahead for DC. In a surprise announcement, which is rare in Hollywood these days, it was announced that DC will be reorganized as DC Studios, which will now oversee all projects, including film, television, and animations. And the co-chairmen and CEOs of the newly appointed DC Studios will be Peter Safran and James Gunn. Both of them were signed to a deal reported to last four years that will be effective next Next week on november first. And as I mentioned, this was a huge surprise, which is rare, not only in Hollywood, but for Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers is a studio that is notorious for leaking out any small details. The fact that this was kept under wraps until the announcement is perhaps indicative of a new culture there. We knew that it was a new culture in many positive ways and many more negative ways since David Zaslav took over after the merger. As recently as nine days ago, there was a story in The Hollywood Reporter that was reporting that James Gunn and Peter Soffron were negotiating to do a secret movie together at DC. Well, it turns out that those negotiations were to head the whole thing. So there is no more DC Films as its own standalone unit. It's now DC Studios, and let's look at the two men who will be heading that project. We know who James Gunn is. He went to DC and made The Suicide Squad. He will now be exclusive to DC for the length of this four year deal. So once James Gunn has concluded his work on his outstanding projects for Marvel, which would be the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, which will be coming out soon, and then Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which comes out next year, he will be exclusive to DC. We'll basically see him in the creative role here as the co-head of DC Studios. He may get behind the camera this does not rule out him making a DC movie or two over the length of this deal, but this will very much be the kind of creative head of what's happening there. But let's talk about Peter Sofran, who is a name that most people might not know. He is a former Hollywood super agent. He headed one of the biggest agencies in Hollywood. He then started his own agency. He's managed dozens of people who are the biggest stars in Hollywood. Of course, as many agents and managers do, he also began producing his own project, mainly because he's got access to so much A-list talent. He's been a producer that has overseen basically the entire Conjuring universe at Warner Brothers. This is one reason why it was probably easy to strike this deal. He has a long-standing creative partnership with the studio, and he also has a long-standing creative partnership with James Gunn. He produced The Suicide Squad, he produced Peacemaker, and he's been a longtime friend of James Gunn, getting special thanks in the credits going all the way back to 2006's Slither. So we have here two people that are now the co-head of DC Studios that are themselves uh, frequent collaborators. With Peter Safran, we have somebody who has been a frequent collaborator of Warner Brothers over the years, and the speculation is that Peter Safran will largely be in charge of the business side of things, working with talent, having those relationships, being able to foster those connections and bring new people into the fold, and that James Gunn will likely be a little more heavily involved on the creative side of things, mapping out this big plan because it's not just that they're here to foster along the projects that the studio already has, but there's also a very clear-cut vision, and I think it's something that David Zaslav is very adamant about, which is that the path ahead for DC will be built on the model of an interconnected universe, and that is their big task, to create a true DC universe across all of these different platforms. For their part in a joint statement, James Gunn and Peter Sofran said, "quote we're honored to be the stewards of these DC characters we've loved since we were children, We look forward to collaborating with the most talented writers, directors, and actors in the world to create an integrated, multi-layered universe that still allows for the individual expression of the artists involved. Our commitment to Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Harley Quinn, and the rest of the DC stable of characters is only equaled by our commitment to the wonder of human possibility that these characters represent and you know as a fan of the DC properties involved that's a good thing to hear and I think that that's a very important point to make especially when people hear that James Gunn is coming in it's not that James Gunn is being brought in to write and or direct a lot of these projects the goal here is to go out and find directors and writers who you assign these projects to while there's somebody there managing the overall creative vision and I think that that's the right approach it's something that quite frankly DC has struggled with in the last several years with changeover turnover etc so I think that this is good news I don't think that there's a whole lot of people that are thinking it's bad news. I understand meeting it with a little bit of skepticism, but I think that this could yield some very positive results for DC in the future. So let's talk a little bit about how we got here. First of all, there was a name that had been rumored for this position that many people had actually reported that it was a done deal, that he was Marvel's new Kevin Feige, which is a producer named Dan Lin. Dan Lin is the producer of the Lego franchise, and there were reports that he was deep into negotiations to take on this. But those negotiations apparently fell apart at some point and the search resumed. Now, one name that you may have heard and who actually exited the studio last week, probably in preparation for this announcement, is Walter Hamada. Walter Hamada has been the head of DC Films, before there was a DC studio, since 2018. He took over in the wake of what was largely the disastrous rollout of Justice League back in 2017, which pretty much derailed a lot of the plans for the DC film universe. A lot of Walter Hamada's time as the head of DC Films was marked by an intense feud with Ray Fisher, the actor who played Cyborg. He accused Hamada publicly of undermining an investigation into Joss Whedon and the entire production of Justice League after Zack Snyder left or was removed from the production, depending on how you want to view that story. So this was definitely a time for Walter Hamada as the head of DC Films that was tinged with controversy, and it all seems to have come to a head really after the WB Discovery merger, reportedly when Batgirl was shelved that was not his decision and even though this was a project that he was shepherding through production, he was reportedly not told that it was going to be shelved until after the decision had already been made. So he was cut out of that decision-making process reportedly by the new heads of Warner Brothers Pictures, which DC Studios will still be answerable to in a certain sense. Those two executives are named Michael DeLuca and Pamela Abdi, and they have taken over in the wake of the merger. And they were also reportedly the executives that made a key decision when it comes to Black Adam, which just came out. Now, if you are somehow still not spoiled on some of the big reveals that happened in Black Adam, then I guess I have to give you a requisite spoiler alert here, but it has been all over the news and the internet, so last chance to avoid a huge part of this puzzle, but it was revealed in the mid-credits scene of Black Adam that Henry Cavill is back as Superman. He made his first appearance as Superman in a theatrically released film. Since 2017's Justice League, there was a body double that was used at the end of Shazam! And that was a decision that was reportedly given the green light, not by Walter Hamada, who is the head of DC Studios, but by the new heads of Warner Brothers Picture, reportedly because Walter Hamada was approached about the idea and turned it down. For me, in his defense, you have to keep this in mind. He was appointed the head of DC Studios in 2018 with a mandate from the management at that time, basically saying, you have to move on from the days of Zack Snyder, we have to go in a different direction, and so he explored new options involving Superman. So when he was reportedly approached by the producers of Black Adams saying, we want to bring back Henry Cavill, he was still kind of under this mandate of no, we're moving past the Zack Snyder days, and I don't want to go back to using Henry Cavill. Danny Garcia, who is The Rock's manager, but also happens to represent Henry Cavill, went around Walter Hamada, approached the heads of Warner Brothers Pictures with the idea, they gave it the go-ahead, and then that scene, or at least Henry Cavill's part of it, was reportedly shot a little more than a month ago. So this is a very last-minute addition, and really Walter Hamada was already cut out of the picture prior to the announcement of his departure last week. I think the writing was on the wall. So I know a lot of people are going to look at Walter Hamada's time as the head of DC Studios and say that it was a complete failure, but to his credit, he also also shepherded a lot of DC projects into theaters and helped them weather the pandemic. Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman 1984, The Suicide Squad. He also, of course, was in charge during the production of upcoming films like Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and the Aquaman sequel. But the truth of the matter is that it is a new day for the newly created DC studios, and we are now going to see everything under this one umbrella. So what is the path ahead for the new DC? Well, we know on the feature side, or at least we think we know, what the future is for calendar year 2023. We have Shazam! Fury of the Gods coming in March. The Flash is coming next June. Blue Beetle is on the schedule for next August. And then we have Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom on the schedule for next Christmas. There's also the Joker sequel, Joker Folly Adieu, which is a very French title that is not connected to the DC universe proper that already has a date for 2024. There is a sequel to the Batman that has been announced, but it is at an extremely early stage of development. There's not even a script for that movie yet, but I think that it's a pretty good bet that that movie is going to happen. And then there's always the movies that have been in development for quite some time. On the TV side, there are, of course, ongoing DC projects like Titans and the Harley Quinn animated series, and then there is Colin Farrell's Penguin series, which starts filming next year. That series will be in the continuity of Matt Reeves' Batman universe. Now, there was breaking news today regarding one TV project that we thought we knew the status of, but that is now back up in the air, and that is the Green Lantern series, which is being produced by Greg Berlanti. Seth Graham Smith had been brought on as the showrunner, reportedly had delivered eight scripts for the entire first season of the show, but it was reported today that it is being retooled to feature the character of Jon Stewart. Originally, Guy Gardner and Alan Scott were the lanterns that were going to be the head of that show. Walter Hamada had reportedly taken Jon Stewart off the table for that series. Now, a lot of people are saying, oh, that's because of the creative change that's being done at the top of DC, but this is reportedly unrelated to the new heads of DC Studios, and it really is just a change in direction, probably relating to the merger and the fact that a lot of things are changing creative direction. So there will not be a Guy Gardner, Alan Scott, Green Lantern series. It appears that the series is still on, but we're basically going all the way back to the drawing board with Jon Stewart now reportedly as the main character, so obviously some delay there for Green Lantern, a DC character that it's taken a very long time to figure out what DC is going to do with. So yes, we are going to see the projects we've already heard about hitting theaters. I'm sure that there can be some retooling done to those movies in some capacity to try to connect them into a bigger universe. But I think what we're really going to be seeing from James Gunn and Peter Safran in the near future as they start work next week is this long-term vision. It doesn't sound like... They're going to jettison all of these characters. In fact, with Henry Cavill, reportedly, uh, they're looking at multiple Superman projects, including a new solo movie for him, which would be the first Superman solo film in over a decade by the time it came out. Man of Steel came out in 2013. We'd be looking at probably 2024, 2025 at a minimum for a new solo Superman film. So it really does seem like they're going to try to take what they have and build a universe out of it while introducing new elements and kind of keeping these things standalone on the side. And I do have to say I like this approach largely because I did a video a couple months ago called If I Ran DC, and that was a couple of my suggestions would be to keep what's working, still maintain these side projects, but also explore some new directions. It seems like that's what is going to be attempted here. Is it going to work? Is it not going to work? I'm optimistic that it will. I think that you've got in James Gunn, particularly on the creative side, a really solid person in charge of not creating necessarily the entire Vision on his own, but going out there and finding filmmakers. I like the fact that James Gunn came up from this world of being a scrappy independent filmmaker. He worked his way from the bottom up. I think that means that number one, he's going to be maybe a little more inclined to go out there and find talent that he thinks is right for the project, maybe a little bit more unproven. But I also think it means that he appreciates the work that a director needs to do and maybe isn't going to put somebody in one of those roles that isn't prepared for it. I know it's a fine line to walk when you have a new director. Are you going? Going to overwhelm them, or are you giving them the opportunity that they need? I think that James Gunn has a really good sense of what it's going to take to do one of these big budget films, largely because that's what he did. He had never done anything on the scale of Guardians of the Galaxy back in 2014 when that movie hit theaters. Kevin Feige gave him a shot in that role, and he really excelled and launched a whole new wing of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think he's a really good choice to try to oversee the DC version of that. So I'm optimistic. I know that. I haven't necessarily been very high on a lot of DC films, although it seems like I'm one of the, I'm not going to say few, but one of the not majority who liked Black Adam. But I want nothing more than for these characters to thrive because I love Superman. I love Batman. Those are probably my two favorite comic book heroes. And there's so much potential with all of the other ones. I would love to see a universe as vibrant as we have seen in the past. And especially at a time when I think that the Marvel universe is kind of groaning under the size of their expectations and their needs to do movies and TV shows and streaming etc. I think that this could be a real breath of fresh air. So I hope that this is the beginning of a bright new day for DC with DC Studios and everything now being under this one umbrella. But what do you think? What do you think the path forward for DC Films is and what do you think it should be? Let me know down in the comments below and before we go, one project that I've been developing is my review of The Rings of Power Season 1 although it looks like it's going to be a little bit more involved than I'd planned. However, if you are still looking for a deep dive into rings of power that's available right now then the sponsor for this video may be right up your alley take it away felicia day i'm felicia day and i'm the host of the official the lord of the rings the rings of power podcast in every episode i'm going backstage for an all access look at what it took to bring middle earth to life i'll even have the first full breakdown of the incredible season finale with the series showrunners jd payne and patrick mckay I will be sharing juicy behind-the-scenes stories and processing all the holy crap moments with the members of the cast and crew. Numenor has got to be the most amazing thing ever, and we wanted it to just be the greatest kingdom of men that ever existed. The elves are arrogant and vain. They're not beyond being corrupted. Can, can I just say, watching Owen Arthur eat in his full regalia is the most hilarious thing. So if you want to deep dive into every episode, watch The Rings of Power on Prime Video and listen to all eight episodes of the official The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power podcast for free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app now. Thanks so much to the Rings of Power podcast, and thank you for watching this video. Stay tuned. I've got a lot more coming up, including a new ranking video before Halloween for another franchise that you may see adorned on this set. Until then, stay safe, and I'll see you next time. Bye.